The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert. The story. Headline. The spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin of WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to this very special edition of Cover Story. My featured guest, and uh, by de facto, my co-host for today, is Nicole Jordan. She's Director of PR and Communications for Rubicon Projects, and she also owns her own blog, KickingSam.com. Nicole's love for the tech business is genetic. She was born in Mountain View to parents who worked at companies like Fairchild, AMD, and a little startup called Intel. Uh, the majority of her career has been in the Valley, jumping in during the late 90s to work with a number, number of the dot-coms and then quickly jumping out in 2000 to represent a more stable company, Apple. Uh, her love for all things business, geek, tech, and digital entertainment have taken her from the Bay Area to New York and now to L.A. She's involved in a number of networking events and organizations and doesn't mind it a bit when her friends tease her that she's a bit of a tech socialite. Wow. Welcome, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so would that make you a... Celebutant? I hope not. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you, like, the difference between being in-house, right, in high tech yeah. versus, you know, being at an agency, like, what are those big differentiators? I mean, obviously, based on, like, your and her experience. I worked at an agency for a long time, right? I've done the contract a consulting thing, and then now I'm, you know, in-house, so I have kind of this sort of viewpoint of different how to operate in those different environments Mm -hmm. and when I came in house my just everything I sensed about PR was confirmed and you know I hired a PR manager who came um, from an agency that was actually my PR agency for Rubicon and she was looking for something new and so she came in house to work for me and I looked at her uh, the other week and I said, did you have any idea it was going to be like this? And she said, no. And I said, has your opinion of what public relations, what it is, has it changed? And she was like, completely. Now, why? But she thought she knew it, right? Yeah. Being at the agency and developing media strategies. And, you know, they were very passionate and they gave everything they had. But now that she's inside, she sees like how she needs to approach it from this completely different mindset when developing these communication strategies. I mean, my career started at an agency, so that's what kind of set my viewpoint of what mm-hmm. PR, quote-unquote, was. And so it was very, and, I, and I, the agencies I worked at in Silicon Valley were very heavy media relationships, and obviously there was no social media and all this online community stuff mm-hmm. when I first started. But it's really, um, I think agencies are, there are a lot of arms and legs and, um, they want to be strategic, but, um, you know, I think a lot of them aren't necessarily. Because there's no belly button. And they want to say they're driving this like deep value for the businesses, 
but I don't think the businesses look at these agencies that they hire as someone who's going to move the needle in their business and their sales. It's more of an air cover exercise. Okay. And so, I mean, even internally at companies, um, it, it's still seen that way because that's what it's been branded as, right? Public relations, it's about awareness. It's about getting press coverage. It's about reaching out to bloggers. Um, and, you know, the, the impression is, is making sure the image stays clean, right? Spinning things, ah. all of those types of things. And, you know, having come and now, and not that I practice it that way, but being in house <laughs> now really confirms that when I look at my job every day as the person who runs communications for this company, I don't think about, well, what reporter do I need to reach out to? You know, um, you know, an article on TechCrunch, is, is that going to move the needle for my company? Not necessarily. But if I sit down with my sales team and go and meet with customers and hear how we're helping them and I'm able to tell their story in their words and not ours, that's going to help move the needle and help my sales team, you know, further sell. Okay, which so, gives us more customers that we can then, you know, do case studies with that we then take to Forbes, for example, who might write about our unique business model and how we're helping. And here's an example. I think it's all very cyclical and everything kind of feeds itself. I think PR doesn't look at business in a holistic point of view. Which is interesting. Like that case study? Life. Yeah, like the case study that you just gave me about, you know, instead of reaching out, let's say, to... Um, to reporters or what have you, but going and talking to the people that are working internally, A, you're helping, you know, because, I, you know, in our experience here, people forget PR is about relating to all of your exactly. publics, right? People, exactly. company is not, does not just have one public. So the first thing is your internal staff, you know, keep them inspired, let, you know, understand where they're coming from, what they need from a tool set to be able to, you know, carry the gauntlet for the company. So you, by, by you going and talking, to your internal staff, I think is really important and being able to make them feel good about the accomplishments they've had. And then of course, you know, mm-hmm. the best form of PR is always that third party endorsement. You know, exactly. you don't want to go around being like, I want to be the prom, prom queen. Aren't I the prettiest? No, let other people vote for you until you should. <laughs> right? You look pretty tonight. I mean, these are all really good points. I mean, the best form of uh, of PR you can get is testimonials. And obviously the, the best flag to fly is happy, you know, happy clients. So I love how, you know, you're digging in and you're hitting like every front and then being able to take something like a case study and which has, you know, tangible street cred. And, and then yeah. you can go and do your, you know, when, when people think of PR, your traditional PR and, and get that extra credibility to the outside world. And then something, of course, you can turn around to your parents and say, hey, you don't understand what I do, but you do read Forbes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think your point, exactly. It is all about communicating to your public. And, you know, my public at Rubicon, I have several internal, right? I have mm-hmm. investors. We have ad network partners, exchange partners. We have huge publishers that are current customers that we, you know, have retention efforts focused on. We have um, customer prospects that were that are in the sales pipeline. Mm-hmm. And it's at the end of the day, in, to my, in my opinion, public relations is it's communication. It's the art of communicating, right? So mm-hmm. it's figuring out how are we communicating? Is it working? Um, what part are we not being clear about? You know, you have to go check in with your publics. Um, make sure that you have what you need. 
And if you don't, then get what you need and then figure out the different avenues that you're going to promote the message you're trying to get out. So, for example, ad quality. We have um, ad quality is a huge problem for a lot of publishers because they work with a lot of ad networks and um, it's just, it's kind of a hard animal to tame. It's an industry-wide problem. And um, some of our sales team is saying, you know, these, these publishers that they're talking to, that's a big concern for them. So, yeah, we have a lot of marketing collateral and different things. But I was talking to one of our salespeople, and I said, well, we should just get a collection of quotes because I hear all the time from our customers, thank you so much for this. You guys are the best at monitoring ad quality. Couldn't do it without you. All these different comments. And it just, you know, I said, why don't we just collect those and get mm-hmm. feedback from our customers and we'll put that into a sell sheet for Absolutely. you to use internally, right? This isn't about the end goal necessarily of, ooh, and then we can promote it to the press because then that's public relations, right? This is doing public relations is making sure we have a strong relationship with our customers and that we're communicating our value to them and understanding how they see our value. That's another important detail, I think, that a lot of PR people forget about because they're so busy pushing their own message that they forget the audience they're talking to. Well, absolutely. So, you know, they sent out this email to the PUP team saying, hey, guys, you know, let's let's touch base with our customers. For one, we can collect some great quotes from them about how we're helping them. But second, it's going to help us understand specifically how we are helping them. Because companies, I think, get caught up in assuming how they're benefiting their customers, and then they devise these marketing strategies around that. And sometimes it misses the mark, and they can blame PR that, you know, that there wasn't enough coverage or those kinds of things. But, it's you know, it's it's a bigger business issue than that, right? You, you know and what? I think you, you need to... Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. You're 100% right. And I think people like to be involved and people also like to be, and customers like to be touched, so to speak, for something other than, um, you know, please pay your invoice, right? It's another, A, it's another positive touch point. And B, like truly what you said, I think is so important. You know, you may perceive what, um, what a client wants from you. Because you guys have like your own internal anticipation of what your product or service brings to the marketplace. But, you know, to have a two-way conversation that allows you to always keep yourselves as polished as possible and delivering the best product as possible, people want, you know, people want to work with a company that reaches out to them, that helps that, you know, it's all about helping them to help you, to help them, and so on. Exactly. Right? And and I think that especially in today's community, people are postured to do that. And that out of that comes market dominance, and it also allows for a much more saleable product or service. Yeah, yeah. And then with PR, you know, there's a lot of smart PR people that I have met over the last several years who really get it, who are, I mean, Brian Soll is obviously one, and he his book just came out, putting public back into public relations. Mm-hmm. But a lot of smart people I've met at agencies that I'm hoping are going to be a positive you know, influence for, for a, a, a lot of these, you know, professionals who aren't viewing PR as a business tool. And, you know, I think that one of the questions that I struggle with is um, where does PR stop and marketing right. start? Right. Because so now it's what we were just talking about saying, yes, of course, that makes sense from a communications point of view, but that's also marketing. So what does public relations even mean anymore? And, you know, you ask, everybody has a different definition. 
And PR agencies are, you know, responsible because they're the most visible. That's who the reporters deal with all the time, mm-hmm. our PR agencies. They deal with some in-house people like me, but they don't ever see all of the other strategic stuff that I'm doing. They just see me dealing with them. So that, that you know, they think that's what public relations is. They're just a bunch of, you know, phone monkeys calling reporters and pitching and not doing their homework and all those other things that they yell at us about. Right. And, 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 and hitting up journalists in ways that they don't want to be communicated. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So it's like, but then they bitch about it and, you know, they build websites so they can make fun of PR people who are pitching badly or sucking at their jobs. And most of the time it's agencies. And so, you know, CEOs who are going to hire PR agencies are under this impression that that's all PR agencies should add value to. But now because people are getting smarter about um, how they're spending their money, they're being tighter on it, uh, getting involved with the social web now obviously has uh, become a, a requirement for most PR agencies to have that capability. We're seeing agencies all just, you know, they're creating departments, they're hiring people, they're hiring social media experts, and all these people to come in to handle that, which is sad because it seems like the whole staff should know and learn how to integrate social media into their strategies versus hiring an expert to carry that weight. Well, especially considering today, you know, what what one person considers an expert. I mean, it's it's, it's a new, quote unquote, you know, social media to an extent is fairly new. And, and yes, yeah. I'm going to say it and I'm probably going to get someone, someone's going to throw a tomato at me, but PR professionals really need to understand social media. I agree with you. I think that, you know, and people may get upset when I say this, but I think, I think PR agencies, like that, that should be one of their, their core competencies. And I think that they should, they should know social media enough. It should be integrated into the programs that they are offering their clients and they should become experts. I mean, how do you become an expert? You get out there, you learn the information, you start incorporating it because I mean, my goodness, people that are coming out and saying, you know, they're, they're social media experts. They're on the job. You know, they're learning as the industry's learning. So why should it be someone else and not the agency, especially heritage agencies? Um, but on that, on that note, let's do this. Let's take a quick break and uh, we will come back to this uh, extremely interesting conversation with our featured guest, Nicole Jordan. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. 
Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest-selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Press this, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to this awesome edition of Cover Story. I'm joined by my featured guest today, Nicole Jordan, who is Director of PR and Communications at Rubicon Project. And she also has an awesome blog called KickingSand.com. Prior to the break, we were discussing the role of traditional PR agencies and if they should be hiring in experts for social media or if this is something that... um, you know, they should naturally progress too, so that PR can uh, take the foothold and the leadership that I think we've earned. What do you think, Nicole? Uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> I think there's a lot of, um, I just, you know, when we talk about social media and PR, I can't help but reflect on some of the conversations I've had recently with PR people I admire who um, really grasp sort of the big picture importance that the social web plays within public relations and the function of it. And it's really, you know, being able to sort of understand a larger digital strategy and how to use that for your communications efforts. And, you know, there's a lot of PR people who are struggling to catch up and to figure it out. Um, and, you know, I don't think I'm that smart, but I don't, you know, I don't see why it's so hard for some of these people to really grasp because, you know, as we were saying, hasn't PR always been about the conversation? And if a conversation just moved online, uh, you know, why is it necessarily that different or that challenging that we need a whole slew of social media experts, experts to explain right. how it works? I mean, I understand there's so much going on and, and, you know, having someone who is focused on the digital conversation as part of a team definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. But for all that knowledge to just be residing within a couple people instead of it being incorporated into an actual, you know, skill set for PR professionals. I mean, I just, it's, and maybe it will evolve into that. But, um, you know, when PR agencies in general aren't really well known for being able to be strategic about business, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, it's, it's, I guess I see a big challenge for them as far as sort of, I don't know that I'm not being very eloquent me. No, you are. I think, I think really, I mean, what you're saying is true. I mean, A, I, I, I personally agree 100% with what you're saying. Um, and B, I think the important thing too is, you know, when you look at PR, you know, pre-web and you were, you know, tracking, you know, you know, press clippings and, um, and mentions and all of this, it was so hard to really understand the conversation because you were relying on a, you know, a dirt world, um, community that had a delay 
in getting the information to you. So people's, you know, minds could change, the economy could change, all sorts of things could change, and you're getting your information really late. So it was a lot of like looking into a crystal ball and trying to figure out from like a like a historical standpoint what the future was going to hold. But today, A, you can get into the conversation now, right? You can't ever control what someone's going to say about you, but if you participate in the yeah. conversation, you're least, you know, you're less likely to have people start, you know, slinging mud at you because you showed up. Right. And B, there's yeah. so many monitoring services that you can get down to such a granular level to understand what people are saying about you. And it's important because if someone's saying something great, like you said, oh my goodness, A, that could go to R&D and product development, you know, yeah. from, you know, how, how you guys are going to forge forward. It can go to sales for them to use as a testimonial to make, you know, their efforts easier. And, you know, and sometimes when you go and you develop a product, you think you know what the market wants. You think you know what the market will be. But that's only based on what the market really wants. And I think it's, you know, I think PR is much easier today if people open up their eyes, open up their ears and know how to, you know, sign up for a stupid alarm um, system or an alert system. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because PR, um, you know, I've thought a lot about what what do we need to do to fix it or to redefine it? And uh, someone had pointed, I think it was Paul Holmes, which, you know, I just, like all these lights went off because it's so true, is public relations, and you think about how it's positioned in colleges when people start studying it, right? Mm -hmm. So let's look at the root, the beginning of where these people's careers start. Public relations lives in a journalism school. Typically, mm-hmm. the communication school. Mm-hmm. The business functions are in the business school. They're completely separate. So if you're going to be a person who's learning about PR in the communication school and you want to have a good business knowledge, typically you have to double major or take classes, that kind of thing. But it may not occur to you the benefits of, you know, understanding product development and, you know, basic marketing classes and research and anthropology and sociology and, and all these other things that in psychology, all these things that mm-hmm. feed into PR. So the other downfall of that is that the future CEOs who are in the business school mm-hmm. don't have any exposure to what PR is. And it's relegated to what they understand it to be, which is in the communication school, which is, you know, it's, it's not about business, right? right. It's, it, this is about um, something that you do for awareness, for, for promotion, for publicity. So then you have this legion of CEOs who, when it comes time to be working with PR people, they have a kind of a formed opinion on right. what PR is used for. And you see that throughout an organization. And one of the impacts that it can have is that people don't know what information to share with you. So when I've worked with, when I was consulting and I was going in-house and now in-house, um, I remember I was consulting for one company, and um, we were doing all the pre-launch stuff. You know, I was wrapping my arms around the product and kind of understanding what it was. It was Did a new market. Good? And I remember I went to the engineer team and I said, hey, um, I have some questions about, you know, why do we decide this feature and why are we doing that? And they were terrified to tell me because they thought, they said, your job is to promote things. So what we tell you, right. you know, you're, you're going to go put public. that out there. Right. right. Actually, so it's like, mm. no, I just, I need information so that I can understand what, what I'm telling, you know, I don't want to just have it be vaporware. I really want to understand 
the value in that kind of thing, and then also help figure out which publics we need to communicate to mm-hmm. as a result of that. But companies don't have a strong understanding of what public relations is, and that's because, quite honestly, a lot of PR people suck really badly and don't help with the reputation of the industry. But that means that your teams don't know what information to give you so that you can funnel back into the communication cycle, right? So it's taken me some time even at RubeCon, um, but now the sales team knows if they had an interesting phone call and there was some, you know, insight clean, they tell me because they know that, that all information is going to help me do a better job for this company. Well, and that's so it. It's making, a, right. It's making everyone's lives easier. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is. Hopefully. You are yes, brilliance. But, yes. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break and uh, we will come back to this. Let's take a quick break. Pay a little homage to our fabulous advertisers. We'll be right back with Cover Story. Stick around. Cover Story. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, affiliates, do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the UK, France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com, the science of performance. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local pages affiliate network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with LocalPages.com. Fired up with Gordon Rudo. Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. 
Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Bab, and welcome back to Cover Story. I'm joined by my featured guest today, Nicole Jordan, who is Director of PR and Communications at Rubicon Project, and she also has an awesome blog called KickingSand.com. Let's get back to sort of the, the core question that we're asking earlier, because to me, this is interesting. You know, you're seeing ad budgets being cut. You're seeing the consumer who's a hell of a lot more savvy. Right. And they know the difference between advertising and I think PR today. And I think PR, you know, in the traditional sense is a hell of a lot more sticky and compelling, unfortunately, than a lot of advertising is. But when you look at an organization, every organization is different. The lines are they are they're blurred between communications, marketing, PR and whatever other department you want to throw in there. So, you know, so where do you think? the lines of delineation are? Where do you think the PowerPoint, you know, where, where the strengths are for these different departments to work together, to bridge together, to become as powerful as possible? Yeah, you know, I don't know. And that's the thing I've been for nine months trying to answer. And I just, communications, when I stop and think about what I do here, and, and I'm part of the marketing team, uh, I, I feel it's like a central nervous system for the company. And, you know, it's it's what does the engineering team need? Okay, we have new New product features, great. Are we communicating that to our customers? Because that is a, that is a public that we need to continue to relate mm-hmm. and communicate to, right? So, um, and our network partners, what are, do we have something new that's coming out to help them? Or should I take time to go meet with them to understand better their opinion of us? And, um, it just, there's so many, different functions and it supports every department mm-hmm. and it steps on product marketing toes, it steps on event toes, it steps on like all of these different things because it touches everything as it should because when you're devising a communication strategy, it's making use, right, of all of the different communication platforms that are out there. Maybe it's sales collateral, right? Maybe it's a sales deck. Maybe it's a radio interview. Maybe it's a press thing. Maybe it's an in-person customer event, you know, that you're delivering a new product update to and doing point, like high touch point with them mm-hmm. where you then turn them into advocates and turn into a case study. I mean, you know, it's, it's Absolutely. always constantly keeping your pipeline full. There you go. I think that's the most important thing and, and understanding, you know, because you just mentioned like, you know, you, you, you drilled off like 15 different avenues that you can use to communicate with your various publics is keeping yourself continually out there and like refining and defining the information so that your, your, your speak is a language that um, they understand. And it resonates with them. And, and I think really importantly, turning, P, you know, turning these various publics into your evangelists, because that's your best form of PR and advertising. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because uh, the thing I just jotted down is I think one thing, uh, at least for, that's a word for me, is I don't limit myself to where people think I belong. So, right, I mean, when I first started working at Rubicon, people's opinions of what PR was is completely different, I guarantee you, to what how they would answer that now. You. But, you know, they would say, okay, well, we need a press release, okay, call Nicole. So it's like, no, that's not, I don't just belong after all the strategy's been discussed. I'm not the icing on the cake. That's not what PR is. Like, I'm part of the batter, okay? We, I'm part of these discussions. You are the baby batter. These different. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you, know you baby I mean? back. I mean, it's, it's, um, people want to shove PR people into a box on what their responsibilities are. And I think it's up to PR people who really want to fight for the integrity of this industry and of their profession to, and which is satisfaction of their own careers to, to push and be aggressive and show the other ways that they add value. 
And like I said, that means I sit in on sales calls. I was helping a guy yesterday with um, a lead that he's trying to close, and um, I got roped in And because I know a guy who's working at the company we're trying to work with. And I fired off an email um, addressing some competitive concerns and pulled quotes from customers and all these different things. But is that a public relations function? Yes, because... That's a public I'm trying to reach, and I used intelligence that I gathered from communications, put it into this email, and to help push, you know, this lead through the pipeline to help feed my business. That's the goal at the end of the day, right? And then, you know, all the thought leadership and the brand awareness, I mean, all that stuff comes too, and that is equally important and needs its own set of activities. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, is what you're doing as a public relations professional moving the needle on your business. And I don't think enough PR people approach what they're doing with that mindset. With a business, with a true business mindset. You know, it's interesting yeah. because in the, you know, in the old days, old days, um, you know, it used to be like <laughs> one to five ratio, what you should be getting on PR versus advertising. Yeah. And to, in my opinion today, I, I, you know, like I'm a big advocate of PR. I think PR used in, in the maximized is is priceless and incomparable because it does, like you said, it feeds every single one of your publics. It feeds every single one of your departments. And today, with this whole, you know, feeling it's with the transparency with communications, mm-hmm. um, you've you've got to stay on top of what people are saying and help drive that conversation. Or at least be a part of the conversation because all of that's going to yield you a return from moving your business needle from products, from services, from, um, you know, public perception, even to how the employees feel about working there, keeping them all pumped up because they're the, you know, yeah. they're, they're your frontline ambassadors. And if they're not happy, you know, if mama's not yeah. happy, nobody's happy. But I mean, it's true. And you know what? I think what makes you a super success is you're fearless. You know, well, and, yeah. well, no, and you get out there. Out of my days, yeah, but but you get but out there. Point, what you're saying is so spot on. I have this. I printed out. Um, I don't know if you heard, but there's been a, a several very interesting sort of PR debacles that have happened in the last couple of weeks that have shed uh, a lot of attention on the industry and its weaknesses. And Mobile Crunch, um, I don't know if you heard about this, this was on the 22nd, this article came out, and it's titled, Cheating the App Store PR Firm Has Interns Post Positive Reviews for Clients. Mm-hmm. And this was when, this was on a Saturday, it came out, and it was all over Twitter, which is where I first saw it. Mm-hmm. But it's basically um, this this firm, Reverb Communications, uh, which does a lot of stuff with the iPhone and MTV games. It sounds like they probably have a lot of quality clients. Mm-hmm. Um, some of their documentation that they sent to prospects got leaked. And it, it flat out says that, um, that they, they have a staff of interns that basically writes positive reviews for the games. And he calls this, you know, this reporter called it out, printed the documentation. At the bottom, there was a response from Reverb basically saying, we're not sure what you're referring to. And, you know, these developers, they download it of their own accord. And, you know, we don't say they have to give it five stars and they can do it of their own accord. But the Mobile Crunch reporter went, did a lot of research, which not enough reporters do, quite honestly. So kudos to him for that. And found, you know, that the, the same reviewer who posted to this one game had also posted eight other games, all which were clients of this firm, all which had five stars. I mean, this is, it's damaging. 
it's damaging. But it's this is the kind of stuff where people go, well, see, that's what PR is. It's about spin. It's about doing whatever it takes to sell your product and get the word out and to control you know, how it's viewed. And that's where it's butting up with social media, right, and the social web and that conversation because you just can't do that anymore. I mean, look what happened. It blew up and went everywhere because of the social web. It was all over Twitter. Right. The fastest communication distribution avenue ever. Oh, yeah, yeah right. So, it's real now time. Reverb, it's crazy. What's that? No, I mean, it's real time. It's crazy. I mean, like, there is no, you know, like we were talking about earlier in the show, like, when you talk about crisis management, you better have a plan, like, six months ago for that, because it's happening now. Yeah. 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 It's just, you know, and it's added a whole another layer of pressure for PR people, but this is even more of a reason why I say that they're not prepared to deal with it, and that they're sticking their heads in the sand. So, if they're not, if, if it's all about air cover and, you know, um, putting out fires or attempting to put out, you know, keep the fires at bay, mm-hmm. and that's what PR is focused on, mm-hmm. is that's not, that to me is not adding public relations value and communications right. value as you should to your organization. And then, you you know, you're, it, it just a trickle effect is terrible. Then the employees see that that's what you do, so that's their impression of what PR is. You're not seen as adding value. You know, it's just, so let me I, ask you even a, question. a year ago, I had one of my guys at my office introduce me to a partner. It, this is Nicole. She heads up our PR and she knows where all the parties are. Uh, I and mean, I just was like, oh, are you kidding me? Right. You're like, I Which do, is- but I'm so much more. Hey, let me ask you a question. Going back to what you had said about reverb. Let's say, I'm just saying, um, they never got caught, you know, and start a conversation where there maybe wasn't one. Or do you think that that's not a good practice to utilize? You know, to have people who are working, you know, for an agency or for a company go out and start posting, you know, positive reviews as like, quote unquote, anonymous type people or like, you know, Joe Street guy, if they don't get caught or do you think that's a bad practice? No, it's terrible. It's terrible. And then it becomes advertising. It's not PR, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you're controlling the message. And that's half of what PR is. You don't have control over the message, especially now. And I think it's lazy. You know, if you're promoting a product, and this also, it's, it's, there's so many dynamics at play here. You have a client who comes to Reverb, for example, right? And they're saying, we're paying you for what your are the expertise. metrics you're going to show me. Right. And they don't want to be patient and give the time that it takes to really build up a PR practice, which takes months or years. Right? I mean, Rubicon's great, but it's like it's been two solid years of my focused attention Absolutely. to get to where we are now. It's a slow process. And you have to have the investment and the commitment of the companies you represent or that you work at that understand that when you're building a relationship, it takes time. I mean, your best friend became your best friend over a long time. It didn't happen overnight. You know what? And so, you know, Reverb, yeah, maybe they had to hire it, but it's like they have a client coming in who is saying, we need an instant pop. We need all this stuff. We don't have time to have, you know, go out and woo a bunch of gaming bloggers and iPhone app reporters and all of these things. We just need to kickstart it. So let's, you know, they'll be okay with, with this kind of stuff. But again, I think that's, it's, it, I think it's lazy. I think it's dishonest. I think it shows the uh, underside of, of PR that has ruined and greatly helped with ruining the image. But again, I don't, it's not just a PR person's fault because these are clients. Right. Who, who wants something yesterday. paying for it. Right. Absolutely. So, Nicole, my goodness, this show has gone entirely too quickly. I think we've just begun our conversation here, so I'm going to ask you to please come back and join us again on Cover Story. 
I would love to. That would be awesome. You made an amazing contribution today. And now I think we've left everyone with the beginning of a conversation, but hopefully one that they'll continue on their own and then come back and uh, revisit us here on Cover Story. Fabulous. Yay. So for everyone, uh, this is Nicole Jordan is our featured guest for today. Uh, She is a director of PR and communications at Rubicon Project. And check out her blog if you're not already following. It's really cool, really insightful, and the woman does not hold back. It's kickingsand.com. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbitt, and next week I'll be back with Xi'an Wei.